You're listening to Mike T. Property Secrets Podcast, where we bring you the latest news, opinions, and insights on property investment and secrets to success in real estate affairs. Introducing your host, Mike T. of Mike T. Real Estates. Learn the secrets of some of real estate's top agents. It's property made easy with Mike T. Property Secrets. G'day guys, it's Mike T. here. Today I've got a special guest. His name's Alastair from RealWorks Marketing. Um, good day, uh, Alistair. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good, champ. Good. Alistair, I want to ask you a few questions um, in regarding to uh, your business. What is it exactly is it that you do and how long have you been doing it? How do you well, help RealWorks, Well, Well, RealWorks started off in 2004 and uh, it was actually myself and at the time my partner, who's now my wife, her oh. and I founded the uh, together and it actually started out as a as a dedicated lead generation company really focused on telemarketing funnily enough oh, okay and so I built you know uh, a call center or we built a call center um, large enough to handle at one stage we were running with a, a maximum number of about 1100 real estate agents across Australia just purely with lead generation telemarketing wise wow um, as a, yeah, as a business, we were generating about well, probably over 100,000 leads per year just in, in, in telemarketing and lead generation. Over the last probably three to five years, the quality of data has just not been the same. And so I started looking at it. And, of course, the digital market and, and digital marketing started coming into play. And so we started venturing out and looking into those avenues for generating leads for our clients. And as a result... They, RealWorks has sort of transformed from its traditional methods of lead generation to now using digital marketing, branding, PR, lead generation. And it's very, very much focused in a particular niche, which is the real estate industry, which is my background. And yep. I've been in the industry for you know, 10 to 12 years. And branching out, I suppose, from now, one of the big things that I'm passionate about is app technology and utilizing apps and space for not just real estate industry, uh, but game changing apps for industries uh, and, and other, you know, business related platforms. So that's, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Right. Okay. So what, what part of your business um, really excites you about this and when, when did the shift change for you? I think, <laughs> I think that the exciting part really started to come into play when I embraced social media and digital marketing just changes the game completely. Um, I have never seen a transformation in a business, but in my particular business, we just, the, the platform and the game completely changed when we started embracing social media marketing. And this is not a plug to encourage people, you know, to use social media. You know, obviously um, I'm, I'm living proof that my business has benefited, um, you know, astronomically as a result of using social media marketing, but I'm certainly encouraged. I'm encouraging people to use social media marketing and digital ways to, to market and generate leads. But I'm, I'm not plugging it today by saying you must certainly come on board with it when you're, uh, when you're comfortable or certainly step out of your comfort zone, be uncomfortable and then gain and become comfortable. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, now, uh, just want to ask you, uh, Alistair, you know, if you could tell our listeners a bit about your story, your background, your upbringing, a bit on the, the crowd that you hung around with when you were at school, you know, the positive, negative influences in your life to get to where you're today. 
Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a long story. I'll have to condense it into the, the quickest 60 seconds of my life. Um, <laughs> you got a couple of minutes on that one. <laughs> I've, uh, well, my upbringing was, was good. Came from a, a good, steady upbringing with um, really good parents. And um, I was put through good education. And I think that that was a really good foundation and a starting point for me growing up. I was obviously brought up with good values. And this has obviously stemmed through uh, because I've taken on board a lot of things that I learned as a, as a young'un um, into, the, into the business world because I saw those life skills from my mentors, you know, my parents or people that I idolised or looked up to. And I think that, that is a, a very important part of people's growth and a very important part of actually transforming and becoming someone who's on the path of success. I never classify success as an end point or a result point. I classify success as the journey. And when people ask me, you know, what is my definition of success? Well, some people's definition is choice. Mine is simply the journey, you know, and we're on a successful journey. Not about the results. You know, a lot of people say, I'll wait till I'm successful. Shit, you could be 80 years old and then finally realise that, you know, success means something to you then. Yeah. I guess success means different to everyone, but, you know, be, you know, go along with the journey. Don't be too worried about the end results um, in terms of, you know, a pillar of I'm successful when I reach or when I get to, you know, that really shouldn't form part of it. I used to hang around school. Um, I was a natural born leader at school anyway. So typically uh, people used to follow me around. Um, I still had some haters as, as, as you always do, but I had a group, I had a good group of friends and, um, you know, and, and I think that's what, that's what counted good upbringing, good friends, good social, um, group that I uh, used to mingle with and, and hang out with. And, um, which and I feel that I went to Marday college in, in Edgewater, which is in, in, um, North of the river in Perth. Oh, okay. Um, it was a reasonably, uh, high end school and yeah, um, I learned a lot. I wasn't uh, the smartest book knowledge person in the classroom, but I'm living proof today that you do not need to go to uni and you do not need to be book smart to apply what I would classify as street or hands-on smart. Um, yeah. You know, this is something that I actually learned outside school. You know, one of the things that I read from time mm-hmm. to time on Jet Xavier's page or his status is he'll write three things they didn't teach you at school. He's written that about a hundred times. So there's probably about 300 things <laughs> they didn't do at school. And um, a lot of the stuff that he mentions, well, that's so true. School doesn't teach you a, a hell of a lot, but it does give you a good foundation for social and a good foundation for understanding, you know, I think the, the life basics from an educational point of view. Yeah, no, nah, cool. Uh, Alistair, I wanted to ask you um, just a, a few more little thing info about you. What's your favourite movie? I've got a couple, but I'm going to go with um, Leonardo DiCaprio's um, Inception. Okay, yeah, I like that one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, very, very closely followed by uh, the Daniel Craig version of Casino Royale. Oh, okay. Um, What about music? What's your favourite music, style of music? Um, Look, you know, I'm certainly not listening to heavy metal. I don't have that cranked up in my earphones. (laughs) Um, But... I don't, you know, I don't mind a bit of the old-fashioned stuff. I listen to a bit of Dire Straits. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. very much into, into into 
electric guitar. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been playing for some years, also a drummer and a bit, a bit of a musician at heart. Um, but I'm quite happy to listen to many things. I don't have a specific favourite genre of music that I'll listen to, but it's it's definitely not death metal. All right, cool. Um, favourite meal? Um, wow. That, that one always stumps me. And you know why? I always, I always go to different restaurants and I always try different things. So um, I'm going to have to go with barramundi, maybe beautifully grilled barramundi. Yep. With a, with a bit of a crispy skin on the top. Um, I think that for me that's a, that's a winner. All right. What about holiday destination? Um, look, I've... I've always liked to uh, to go to the exotic places or the places that are, are warm in, in terms of climate. So um, Mauritius or Malaysia, I think oh, they're, cool. they're really nice places to go. All right. Um, now, uh, an- another question for you. What are three uh, valuable lessons that you could give to um, to our listeners? Three valuable lessons. Okay. Are we talking life from life? Business yeah, life or training? Yeah, life lessons. Life lessons. Okay. Never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And I think that is so important because, and I learned the hard way with that. That's why I'm telling people this. And I, So my failure leads to me learning. And of course, you know, now it's a life lesson. Um, so yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, make sure that you um, get to know people or get to know things before you, you make a snap decision. Um, I at times have definitely been guilty of making decisions over things or people you know, very quickly um, yeah. and it's something that I've taught over time to, to stop doing. Never, ever value money more than yourself. There's so many people out there. Um, and I see it on Facebook and I see it a lot, you know, where the topic of conversation has always got to do with something that's to do with what they earn, how much their hourly rate is, um, you know, what they just bought, where they're going. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you know, uh, don't ever put material things and money higher than yourself. Always value yourself more than money. So that's lesson number two. And I think you agree with me, Mike, on that one because I think the other day I posted something and um, I think that struck a chord with you. So it was good. Yep, true. And the third thing is be kind because, <laughs> you know, I don't know whether. It's, we're in a world now where social media has just opened up uh, more of the things that we never really knew about in terms of the atrocities that happen in the world. Yeah, true. Or whether, or whether these atrocities and, and the terrible things that we constantly see on the media um, have always been there, but our eyes have not been open to it as frequently because we're not skimming through social media and things like that and we're seeing things that people are sharing. So we're getting not only a media's version, but we're getting, you know, what people are sharing and we're seeing. Um, so, you know, be kind to people and, um, you know, be genuinely nice to people. Yep, true. Um, my three things, my three life lessons. Cool, cool. I like that. Uh, now, you said that you started your business in 2004, Alistair? So, I did. Um, and, and part of it, you said you were in real estate. Um, what, earlier on, was, was it in real estate? Then you did them. Real works marketing or I actually well I did. I actually started I was actually working for Harcourts Real Estate and at the time I found that a lot of agents 
wanted me to actually generate leads for them. And I spent a lot of time actually generating leads for them rather than selling and listing my own properties. And I worked out very quickly. There was this big gap in, 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 in real estate for where agents wanted people to prospect for them rather than do it themselves. Oh, okay. So I took it on and, and created a business and it started working really well. Yep. And you still doing that part of lead generation at all? Yeah, mainly phasing into the digital spec, like over the last three to five years, that's one thing that we have been doing. So we've been phasing out a lot of the cold calling. We still have a small team that uh, activates and does that, but it's, it's predominantly now digital marketing based uh, and, and using social platforms and digital platforms to generate leads. Right. And what would you say since you've been in business, um, has there been a time where it's been grueling or challenging for you? Oh, there's been some times where it's been challenging. I think every business goes through challenges. You know, I've been through some personal challenges in my business. Um, staff management um, in a telemarketing lead generation call centre is one of the most difficult in terms of staff retention. The turnover rate can be very, very high. You know, you, you, can, you can train people, but if they don't have what it takes, if they don't have the passion or the drive behind it, if they just treat it as a nine-to-five job, even though you're encouraging leadership, even though you're instilling good values, mm. even though you're offering incentives to, you know, drive results. Um, you know, I, I had a, a ratio where I'd have to put on 10 people to find one diamond. Uh, so, Alison, well, how did you overcome those challenges? Um, just through working my ass off. Um, learning new skills, constantly recruiting. Um, I never left, I never kept the recruitment uh, side of things down. It would always be a constant flow of recruiting, always bringing new staff in, always doing interviews, um, always had, obviously, my um, staff manager to um, hire people and to continually recruit. And that's what kept the flow of the, um, the, the and that helped us grow um, to some mega numbers, right? having over 1,100 uh, clients utilising our lead generation services. This is purely telemarketing based at the time. Um, that's big business. Yep. Uh, so even in regard to that, when you're doing real estate, uh, do you have a memorable sale when you did it? Do you know what? I <laughs> In my marketplace, which is Perth, right, um, yep. it's not very auction orientated. And going back 10 years ago, it was definitely not auction orientated. Uh, you probably find there'd be five auctions per week being done across WA. Okay. Just a, it's always been a private treaty market. Yeah. And so I decided that being an agent, we were working for Harcourts at the time, and Harcourts was very focused on um, implementing auctions. Uh, so I thought I'd run an auction campaign. Yeah. And um, I got some good mentoring by a, a, an agent friend, an older agent friend that uh, I... Um, had met and um, become good friends with. And he educated me on the process of using auctions to condition uh, sellers and to also assist in making a transparent process for both the buyer and the seller when it came to the sale. Yep. And um, ran this auction campaign, 21 days on market, and then we ran the auction, sold it on the hammer. And it was awesome. Good feeling. That was your first one, wasn't it? 
Hey, that was your first one, first auction. You were saying, yeah. First, first listing, first auction, and it was actually a private listing. I stole it off a. Uh, I was prospecting um, private sellers, people, people who are on the market themselves and couldn't get a result. So yeah. you know, when you pack that all up, you know, that makes me the ultimate hustling agent yeah. right there. Three lessons in one baby, yeah. one of the successful options under the hammer. Obviously, score a score a listing by madly prospecting off a private seller, and then actually convincing them to obviously list with you. <laughs> so there you go. I'm a three and one. No, that's excellent. Uh, now, <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool. Uh, what about um, what advice would you give someone if they were looking to selling their property? Give me, give me two, two, two tips. Um, really, do your homework on which agent you're picking. Yep. I tell you what, there are, you know, there's a lot of agents out there, and um, you know, you hear some bad stories, and that really puts a dampener on the agents that aren't doing things ethically and doing things well. So, uh, what I would just say is this, you know, ask if you're a, if you're a potential seller and you're choosing an agent, go and ask your agent. A series of questions that gets them to respond and also ask them for a list of the last 10 transactions, yep. the last 10 vendors that they have sold properties for that you can personally ring and speak to those vendors and ask them about the experience. The result doesn't really count. If the property sold, that's good. If the property didn't sell, it doesn't matter. It's more about how the agent is handling mm. the transaction. How the agent is handling the communication. The biggest pet hate that I find in the industry when I'm talking to agents is um, their reply or their response from vendors that comes back to them at an office level and not necessarily individual level is a lack of communication between vendor and agent or the other way around, agent to vendor. Agent not giving the vendor a clear communication of what is happening every step of the way. So yeah, I agree with you 100%. I encounter that a lot too, and it's hard to try to convince when you're seeing a, a, a prospect, a new client that that don't know you from a bar of soap. They literally um, don't trust a word that's coming out of your mouth, and they could be actually <laughs> with the best agent they could have in their in their home and give them advice and and to help them selling their property. So I agree with you 100%. A lot of them don't follow up, uh, Alistair. So that that's and I'm going to give and I'm going to just say the second the second tip. Um, about picking an agent is don't pick them based on fee because if an agent is that quick to give away their fee at listing presentation they're going to be even they're going to give away your money even quicker you know what I mean if someone comes to me I want to spend you know your fee my fee is normally 15,000 but I'm going to do it for 10 okay uh, without them justifying the value that they're providing for the 15, but quickly discounting to 10, well, when your property's on the market for 485 or 621 or whatever it is, and an offer comes in at 580, they're going to be very quick to convince you to take that rather than working up that value, working up that offer. So don't pick your agent based on the cheapest fee either. Exactly right. I couldn't agree with you more, 100%. Uh, now, here's, here's a question for you, Alistair. If... Um if you could go back 20 years in time, what would you tell your old self? What I'm going to tell myself when I'm 10. Um, Got do nothing. Now. Do nothing. Yeah, I'm 30. Do nothing differently. 
Yeah, cool. That's it, man. I mean, there's, there's no regrets. I do, do, not, do nothing different. That's my advice. <laughs> cool. Um, what matters the most to you? This question is different for everyone, but what matters the most to you in your life? What's important, most important? Um, people around me. So my family. You know, and, 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 and your social circle. So people have influenced. If you have a very poor circle of influence, then you're going to turn out pretty shit. I mean, Tom Panos writes... Tom Panos writes the classic one. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you uh, if you hang around with four uh, a holes, you eventually become the fifth. <laughs> so, <laughs> I haven't heard that one before, but I can understand seen that. that. Seen that one plenty of times. Um, coming out of his his memes and stuff on on, uh, on on Facebook and social media, but it's definitely your circle of influence. The people you hang around with is, is very much the people that you will become. So, yeah, very true. Eliminate, eliminate that stuff from your life and um, make sure that your circle of influence is, is always positive. Yeah, I believe that. To me, uh, bad company corrupts good habits. So, uh, <laughs> hey, um, corruption is good, right? Hey, <laughs> corruption is good, right? <laughs> sure. Uh, Alison, what's the best piece of advice that you've received? I've received so many pieces of advice, and it just depends on. I suppose what mood I'm in as to whether I take it to heart or whether I, t I just take it, you know, lightly. Um, but it probably came from my dad. He said, don't ever buy, don't ever get a credit card. Was that, dad? Um, only ever buy anything that you can afford uh, with your own money. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. So there you go. And you know what? He drummed that into me so hard from young that I'd, I've, I've never had a credit card in my life. In fact, uh, I only got a card with a 16-digit number on it when it was a debit card, so it's my own money anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I'm credit. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I'm not, yeah, no, that's excellent. Uh, now, since you're into the digital multimedia and all that stuff, um, what's one piece of advice, uh, sorry, um, piece of equipment or app that you couldn't live without or technology you couldn't live without? Actually, I, don't think all of I, think, I think that, um, you know, 10 years from now, no one will live without smartphones or some sort of smart device, you know. I mean, think about it now. What are we doing right now, Mike? We're yeah, having, a, <laughs> we're having a, a webinar, a web seminar, a conference call using a smartphone. Why is that? Because the connection between my laptop and the internet provider here was so terrible that actually 4G is providing a better quality um, route for right. this uh, nation and we were able to do this uh, this, uh, this um, interview so I think the smartphone is something that um, from a technology from you know a techno piece or a tech piece uh, I couldn't live without it's definitely that all right what 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 one book would you recommend you see this oh yeah it's backwards yeah I'm just going to scroll oh, no. so the seven habits highly effective people so I'm not going to tell I'm not going to tell you about it but you know, as you can see it's well used it's, it's lovely color I don't know probably 15 16 years old but you know this is one of good value cool so if you're gonna if you're gonna read I mean I can take you over to the 
the bookshelf over there, but this is probably the best value one here. Right. Um, so, uh, some good stuff out of it. That doesn't mean to say that um, there's other books out there that I haven't, but this one here, yeah. Oh, cool. All right. So since you brought that out, what's one of the habits um, that has been uh, very, very good for you that you use, utilise? The positive affirmations. Positive, po positive affirmations, telling yourself that, you know, every day, um, you know, making sure that you're, you're actually telling yourself because see, Bruce Lee had this thing. He says the body follows the mind. So if you are constantly thinking negatively, your body's going to follow in that motion. And it's so true because I've been through I've been through a scenario a couple of years ago where, um, you know, things were not easy, easy. And, um, you know, I was going through some, just some shitty thoughts. So, uh, you know, and your body does follow. So it's really important to constantly be positive. So that's, that's, that's my little piece of advice there. Cool. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, what's the world missing today, Alistair? More of you and me, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we, we, all, we need positive injections, mate. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so, much, so much terrible shit out there. It's just terrible. I think... Uh, I think all media companies should be banned. And if you've got nothing good to say, you can't say it. Yeah, that's so true. Um, who do you admire the most? Um, at the moment, Conor McGregor. Okay. So, I mean, most people most people have heard of his name. He's a um, he's a sort of a welterweight uh, um, UFC fighter, mixed martial arts fighter, yeah. and Look, some people think he's arrogant and cocky, and other, and I'm sure, and I'm sure he is. Okay, it comes with the territory of what he's doing. Um, I think his rise to doing what he said he would do uh, and being out there um, and giving it everything that he's got and being the most committed on the uh, on the fighting in the fighting arena and in life has got him to where he wants to be. Um, you know, I can't comment about you know all of the scandals that happen behind the scenes about you know fights being, you know, money and all those sort of things. I'm sure these are part and parcel of this particular industry. But, you know, if I look back at him in his earlier days, I think that he was the one that was the most committed and the most committed wins. Well, true. It's all about following your dreams um, and, and pursuing that, what you said earlier, the journey to your success. And it's... Well, well, the journey, the success is the journey. Correct. Not to put it, not to put it as an end result. 100%. So who is your life hero then? My wife just yelled out and said her. <laughs> <laughs> She's got big ears. You know? she, can, she can hear things from like other sides of walls and stuff, right? Um, look, I don't have a, a life hero as such. Um, I don't look up to any one particular person. I look up to, a, you know, I... I get my influence from a range of people, whether they are successful people in their own merit or whether they're not successful but they've just done something that made a difference to something that I was passionate about or happy about or, or was involved with. They're my everyday heroes. Cool. Fantastic, Alice. I really um, appreciate the uh, chat we've had. Um, thank you for the valuable tips. Now, I want to ask you... Um, 
our listeners, how can they reach you? Can you give us some of your details? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best place that people can reach me, um, especially this being a video, is if, Mike, you're going to post either our website domain yep, uh, or my direct contact number. I'm, um, I'm a person who, who likes to, to talk to people. I don't like to hide behind emails or, um, or a screen. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, video is definitely the way forward, so don't get me wrong when I say you know, I'm not into doing videos and stuff like that. I very much am. Um, but that's me communicating through one end of the lens to, to the other side. Yep. Uh, but I like to talk to people and talk to them and, and provide solutions you know, in a personal manner. So feel free to put my number in the post as well. Um, but people can head to... Um, yeah, www.realworksmarketing, that's R-E-A-L-W-O-R-X marketing.com.au um, or they can contact me on 0426-742-755 and they're the two best ways that you can contact me. I'm sure, Mike, you could uh, put those um, details in the post wherever you, you're posting this um, interview or video and people can just click through and um, connect with me. Also, happy to connect with people on Facebook, uh, so feel free to add me. Fantastic. You're a champion, Alistair. I really appreciate it. And until next time, man, I'll catch you later, bro. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time to have a chat. Cheers. That was Mike T. Property Secrets Podcast, your source for real estate and success secrets. Tune in next time to hear more great interviews. Don't forget to leave a comment, rate the show, and most importantly, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Till next time.